Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of Promises of God Live. Uh, I'm Jonathan. This is my dad, Rodney. And uh, we are excited about this one. This is about the protection of God, and we all know we need that. Uh, and this has not come with any small amount of spiritual warfare today <laughs> and, and last night. Been up all night pretty sick about it. Obviously, there's something good here for somebody, so please stick around. Remember that God dwells inside of us. So when you're around other believers, they, God can use them to speak through you. So you may be praying for something. You may have questions about something. God is trying to answer you, and He uses believers to do it. He can use anybody He wants, but He dwells in believers. He's built us up to be a house for Him to dwell in. So listen, I mean, if, you probably, if you've got something you've been praying for, and you, you're like, what, God, are you ever going to answer? Are we listening? Because here's an opportunity, and I hope, our prayers, that God uses it for what He wants, not us. So enjoy this one. These, uh, all of these promises are to help us, equip us to fight and tear down the lies the enemy gives us. Because if God promised it, He does not lie. It's not about Him lying, it's about us not receiving the promise. Because we've got to receive it by faith, not by sight. So, if But we can't even get to that point if we don't know His promises. And today's are, uh, is protection. And Dad, why don't you give us a little intro on that? Yeah, um, good morning, everybody. And uh, I'm glad uh, uh, whoever's able to make it and press in uh, to be here is going to be blessed, I know, because this is an important thing. We're talking about protection. If you missed uh, last week's, we were talking about, um, we were talking about peace. And we were talking about rest and uh, all these promises are kind of, uh, they're all, they all are kind of linked it, you know, it's hard for us. Sometimes you separate it and talk about a certain issue, but they're really linked with one another. If you think about it and we're going to go in that and we'll see it's, it's hard to, to have peace and rest sometimes if you're not protected, if you don't have protection there. So in safety and security. So all these things are linked together and we're going to go into to the protection of God today. And one thing I wanted to speak before we even got going, because the Lord put on my heart about, about these promises, you know, we're, to, we're supposed to meditate on the word of God. It says, in, it said that David meditated day and night that he might not sin against the Lord that he might be able to walk in this life. That's why we need to meditate on these things. And we throw these things out and sometimes, you know, we're limited on time. So we have a short period of time. We throw them out there and by no means cover the whole scope of promises that there are. There's, there's hundreds and hundreds of them. Thank you, Lord. But what I'm saying is we just throw a few of them out there that we can use, but we need to meditate on them, not just do them. And it's it's not so much about memorization. If you're somebody that has a sharp memory, praise the Lord, <laughs> memorize as many as you want. But if you're not, if you're like me, I don't, I'm not real good at memorization, but I let I meditate on it. I let the Lord put it in my spirit. And I know because I've seen it many, many times when the situation comes about, the spirit of God will bring it back to your memory. It will bring it when it becomes part of you. Because it's far more to know these things in your heart so that when you're facing the battle, you know the character of God, you know God, you know his faithfulness, you know these things, because that's what's going to bring you through those tough times. And and bottom line, brothers and sisters, we got to stop thinking about these promises and these scriptures as posters on the wall, motivational mm-hmm. posters at the business office that, that, that we yep. just look and say, oh, yeah, that's nice. That, that peps yep. us up. 
This is God's word, and it finishes what it starts every single time, 100% of the time. So we, we've got to really just say, hey, look around at your life. Like if there's things going on that contradict God's promises, why? Why? Why aren't you asking why? That's a justified question for a child of God. Did you know that you're adopted sons who cry out, Abba? Did you know that? If you know that, that's a reasonable question to ask God. Hey, Dad, Abba, why are these things happening? They contradict my promises. Can you show me? These are things. So if we just got these promises on posters at our wall and we're not actually asking God, okay, well, this doesn't reflect my life. We're not, we've got a present right in front of us that we're not opening. So I just want to throw that out there. Let's, let's change our, our look at what God's word is. Let it be the powerful living word that it is and don't just use it as a poster. Absolutely, John. You very good, very good, very good point because that's exactly what I'm talking about there. I mean, we've got to meditate on these things. Uh, at, before we get into the actual verses, a couple of verses, I want to just uh, answer a couple questions which I think are important when it comes to protection. My first one is uh, why is protection and security so important in this life? And uh, John, uh, you can go ahead and put up that 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 verse I put in there, Hebrews two fifteen. And uh, this is why, I mean, it's a main point of why, why is protection important when it comes to this life of God? And, uh, you know, basically, you know, I'm, I'm going to read uh, Hebrews uh, 14, 2. I'm just going to read it because it kind of is the first verse, but the main one is 15 here that we're talking about here. But it says, therefore, since the children share in flesh and blood, he himself, talking about Jesus, likewise also protect partook of the same, that through death he might render powerless him who had the power of death, that is, the devil, and might free those who through fear of death were subject to slavery all their lives. Now, the reason why that's so important is, like I said, now we see why protection is so important, because if you have a fear of death, and I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, this is the centerpiece to why we, it's hard for us in a lot of things. If you ultimately think about it, what are we always afraid of? If we're ever afraid of anything, what is it? It's ultimately, it's death. Oh, well, we could die. I mean, I don't care what it is. I mean, that's what we're afraid of. We're afraid that we live our whole life afraid of death. And 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 that's literally what happened. I mean, if you think about the beginning, when when man sinned, death came in. And when that comes, it's almost like Satan says, I got you now. Now I got your life. Now you're going to die. I'm in control of you now. And, and literally, I mean, that's what happened because well, death, that's why it says through fear of death, they were subject to slavery. You know, I'm afraid. Oh, yeah. You know, because like even Paul said, hey, you know, if, if we don't have no hope of life, then we might as well be like the world and eat, drink and be merry for tomorrow we die. Because literally death can put that a bondage on top of you to, to, to make you subject to just living your life. And so everything we go about, everything we do or don't do, it's because of this death. But God comes and says, you know what? I took away the fear of death. I'm, I'm giving you eternal life. When we come to him, he gives us eternal life. Now we don't have that fear anymore. If So now we can approach those things a little differently. If you receive that promise, if you receive it. So That's this right. is a good question to ask yourself. Are you still tortured by that? I mean, it's obvious why the fear of death is, is a problem, because it's the only thing, for the most part, for 100% sure, that you're 100% sure anybody can tell you about. 
They can't tell you mm-hmm. how it felt. Everything else in life, you can have some kind of testimony on what what it was like, some sort of testimony. But and and you get testimonies from people with near death experiences, but nothing you can prove with absolute certain certainty. So it's the it's the one remaining unknown. So if you're still struggling with that, that's another thing we need to ask God. God, you promised me eternal life. I believed in Jesus. You've given me your Holy Spirit. Why are these thoughts still coming? Help me see where they're coming, where the door's been open for them to come so I can fight it. But this is this is so huge. This topic right here, fear of death, could be 97 videos if we wanted it to. <laughs> yes, it could. <laughs> yeah, and it's so important because, like I said, I mean, the Lord was showing me even to this morning was saying that, you know, remember in Revelation, it talks about that. I mean, death is such a big deal about destroying it that that God even gives it an entity type of thing. Remember in Revelation, it says that at the end, it says that he's going to throw death and Hades into the lake of fire. So he almost gives death almost like a like it's an entity, a person. You know, but whether that's true or not, like I said, the reality is that that's how important it is. God said, I'm going to throw it in the lake of fire. I'm going to destroy it because this entity itself stops you. You can think of it in the same thing. If someone's, if you see somebody in a burning building and and you have an opportunity to save somebody, what would stop you from going in there? Oh, I might die. I can't go in there. You know, something could happen to me. You see, fear, the fear of death stops a lot of things from happening. You know, if the fear of death and all of its things that come from it, you know, comes from that. That's why it says perfect love casts out all fear. Because when you realize the Lord has given you this life, you don't no longer have to live your life hanging on to that. God's already taken care of that for you. Now you can just live your life by his promises, knowing that you see the ultimate victory, no matter what it looks like on the outside. That's why I said, think about it. If you was to stop and see Jesus when he died on the cross, I guarantee you there were people there, even believers, were sitting there saying, oh, this is such a tragedy. Look at that. He's died. Yep. He died. How, how, can, how can this happen? I can't believe it. I guarantee yep. you they were in shock That's so... because they didn't understand the whole picture. They didn't understand that fear was, that death was going to be conquered. When you see the whole picture, if they if they knew that, I'm just saying, if those people knew that, they wouldn't have been thinking that way. That's what. That's how I'm saying this changes the way you approach things. If you and don't understand, this. And, and guys, there's always gonna be a Saturday. We've got to think about this. This is what it is like. This is a perfect example of what it's like to step into a promise. Our Lord was crucified on Friday, but there, and He rose again on Sunday. But there was always a Saturday. There's always that point where you're gonna have to. It's not gonna look good. It's not going to, you You are literally going to have to step out on a promise. Your Lord is dead now. You've seen him. You've seen him buried. He's dead, right? You've always going to be a Saturday where you've got to step out and say, no, he said this would have to happen. And he's going to rise on the third day. And that's what we've got to understand about these promises. Sometimes when we step on them, it feels like Saturday and Sunday hasn't come yet. But we have to walk on faith on these promises, regardless of what it looks like until Sunday comes. So it's it's very important to know that, Stepping in faith means you don't know. It doesn't look like it sometimes. It doesn't look exactly like everything you think is confirmed. Most of the time it looks opposite, so God can show his glory. But we got to step out anyway on these things. We look at what the promise is, and we say, God, I receive it no matter what it looks like. And then Sunday will come. It will always come. But for the sake of time, Dad, let's move on to uh, the next question there. Uh, What relationship does this promise have with other promises? 
Well, we kind of already answered that, you know, and so that's why I said we don't have to spend a lot of time on that question because we've seen that, you know, if you don't understand, you know, this relationship of death, if you don't understand, like I talked about earlier, if you don't understand protection, then peace and rest, like we talked about last week, is going to be kind of you say, well, how, how am I going to have peace and rest if I have if I if I'm, I feel insecure, if I feel this fear of death? So you can see how the relationship is there with one another. And, and it's not just this. All the promises are like this. They're all related to one another. If you don't have what like we talked about last week, rest and peace, then you're not going to be able to do some of the other things that God has for you or stand on those promises. So all these things are just linked together. That's all I really wanted to speak about that. But and we sometimes, can go into guys, the next, And sometimes, guys, you just can't figure it out. You're not going to be able to figure it out. You're not, the, right. the point of faith is God knows the whole picture. You don't. Sometimes you're just not, you're going to have to just trust him. That's the hard part too for us. So remember that. We always just seem to come back to faith because it's so very important. It's impossible to please God without it. Go ahead, Dan. Yeah. So anyway, I just broke these down, uh, these promises in three different things. Like, like when, when, we're, when are we protected? Where are we protected? And how are we protected? So we're going to go into the first one. When, when are we protected? I mean, is there certain times we're protected and certain other times we're not? So let's see that. So we just got a few of the promises up there. So if you want to go to that first one there, John, I believe it's in Isaiah 42. Yep. Mm -hmm. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And through the rivers, they will not overflow you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be scorched, nor will the flame burn you. Sorry, guys. I'm looking at a huge screen, so <laughs> it's really hard to follow along. Yeah. Well, you see there right there, John, I mean, everything is kind of is set out right there, isn't it? I mean, it talks about when, when are you protected? I mean, there it is. It's, it's pretty much everywhere. It doesn't matter where you go. God is going to be there and protected, protecting you. Again, talking about what I said before, it's not just about reading. It's just like John says, it's not a poster on the wall. This is reality. You got to meditate. You got to become part of this so that when you're walking in the waters, you're walking through the fire. You know that God is with you because he's saying right there, I'm going to be with you. I'm going to walk through you through this whole time. That That's the thing. It's got to become part of you because when the time comes, then you're, you're going to be ready. Like Isha, uh, was a Meshach, Meshach and Abednego when they were going to th be thrown in the water. Don't try to get me, Don't try to get me down that road. <laughs> <laughs> you're on that bridge but, by yourself but i'm just saying the fire i mean if they what i'm trying to say only thing i want to say about that is if they didn't know it ahead of time they wouldn't have been able to stand like they did you yep. have to know these things it's got to be part of your heart and that's i mean you ask yourself well i'm not feeling any of this i've read the word you know i've, I've seen these problems before but i don't see them are you meditating on it are you begging god I mean, this is, and, and I'm not saying you have to beg God, God will bless you, but this is how your heart needs to be. Your heart posture needs to be desperate. God, I need to know these. I need to receive these. Will you show me? Will you show me? Will you show me? If you're not doing that, then we don't know yet. So if we're not taking any little steps to get this in our heart, we can't really, we can't really shake our fists at God and say, well, these promises aren't coming true because we haven't, we haven't treated them like they are what they are and that it's the power to give life. Amen. Well, let's do the next one real quick, John, which is uh, Psalm 34, 19. All right. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers him out of them all. Wow. Wow. Yeah, so right there, he delivers them out. How many, John? 
all is of it them. Just 10, 20? Yep. How many is it? You <laughs> it's guys, all of them, right? everybody listening to this, if y'all want to do a little <laughs> test with yourself, uh, how many has he delivered you from? Mm-hmm. All of them up to this mm-hmm. point. You're still here. You're still here. Yep. So you cannot say he hasn't delivered you because you're still here. So that's right. that's what we've got to really think about. Even secular people, non-believers, they, they got to think about it. You're still alive. You know how many ways you could die? You know how many ways that you could die in any second? Every single breath you get is God's mercy. And we have to realize that. Yeah, the other point I just want to bring on this verse real quick is this, also it says, many are the afflictions. So this has to do with everything. So you wonder which ones, which what am I protected from? Well, many are the afflictions. It can be sickness. It can be depression. It can be financial. It can be many different afflictions. But he's with you through all of them. That's the point that you got to understand. And he will deliver you. He will deliver you. You just have to know it. You have to know it. The enemy has no right against us. He only gives us what we give him. And I'm I'm not saying this as a teacher. I'm saying this as, as a brother that goes through it. I go through this battle, and the enemy will have me feeling condemnation or whatever. And I'm like, I, I have to snap myself out of it. I mean, it just, it's, he never quits trying to get us off our race. So it's, it's just a constant battle of remembering these promises in your spirit so that you can battle. And that's what this whole series is about. Dad, what's the next one? Psalm 32, well, the seven. Next one's 30, Psalm 32, seven. I love Psalm 32. You are my hiding place. You preserve me from trouble. You surround me with songs of deliverance. Salah. Wow. So that's that. That just uh, this one can kind of go in not only when, but uh, but uh, you know how. You know, I mean, we we've talked a lot of this about the promises. You know, uh, you know about God, but you know, part of our part is 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 accepting and running into Him, accepting Him as our hiding place, and then He becomes our protection and all these things, but God is always surrounding us with his protection. Amen always. To that. That's good news, guys. I don't care who you are. That's, good news. <laughs> That's right. So the next section we want to hit was, okay, where are we protected? We've seen, uh, we seen when, so where are we protected? So the next verse is in, first one's in Genesis, chapter 28, verse 15. Okay. Behold, I am with you and will keep you wherever you go and will bring you back to this land, for I will not leave you until I have done what I have promised you. Wow. <laughs> that is so good. <laughs> I mean, that's God. I mean, we got to realize this is God who cannot lie. The God of the universe, not only does he have, like we talked about, not only can he promise, he can fulfill. You know, we can make promises ourselves. And sometimes just because we're human, we're, we're, we're fallible. We might not come through, but God will always come through. And he has said right here, wherever you go, I'm going to bring you. I'm going to, I'm not going to finish until, until this is done. I'm going to make sure you get done. This gets done. So how yeah. blessed is that? <laughs> it's so good. So good. Okay. Guys, the next sometimes one's we second. go. Go ahead. No, go ahead. No, go no. ahead and finish, John. I was just going to hit when you, when you're done, just go to second Thessalonians three, three. That'd be our next one. But the Lord is faithful and he will strengthen and protect you from the evil one. Mm-mm-mm. I know I need I, that. Well, you know, John, I've said many, you've heard me say many times how one of my favorite attributes of the Lord, which are many, of course, but the one of my most favorite is that he's faithful. 
no matter what, he's always faithful. I mean, what, what kind of price can you give on that? That he's yep. going to see you through no matter what. It's not based on what you are. Cause a lot of people might say at this point, I want to bring out and you might think that, well, yeah, I know the Lord promised this, but man, I'm, I'm just not living up to my side of the bargain here. I'm not, I'm not, you know, really doing what I should do, but God is faithful no matter what. There's another verse that talks about that. It says that, that he can't, you know, he, he's always going to be faithful though we deny him because he cannot deny himself. He will always be faithful no matter what. And man, what a beautiful thing that is. I mean, to know that someone always has your back no matter what. I mean, man, you can really now enter into that rest and peace like we talked about last week. And he, I mean, he's, we, we got to think about this. He died for us when we were sinners. We're not acknowledging him. I mean, specifically to the Gentiles, not acknowledging him at all, at all, like had no right in, not grafted in the vine. And he died for us. That's faithfulness when we're not faithful. And that is a huge attribute. And sometimes, guys, this is so important. If you're going through some affliction now or some problems now, and it's been a long time, sometimes it takes a long time. You know, look, look at my dad. My dad prayed when I was a little kid for God to keep me until I came to know the truth myself. And for 35 years, I strayed bad. And I'm telling you, God did exactly that. There were so many close calls. And 35 years later, I came back and now we're doing this thing. And all the lost years are getting restored. God is faithful no matter what. Like when I mess up and have a bad day, the blood still covers me and God is still faithful. When I have a great day and everything's great and things are going well and I've I've been able to uh, somewhat by by the grace of God control any sin or temptations it's he's still faithful it doesn't matter if I'm on a mountain or a valley he's always faithful he's always there and somebody needs to receive this this is for somebody somebody mm -hmm. the enemy may be telling you that this isn't going to get better you there's something different about you than everybody else there's something different about how you feel and how it's how it's affected you than other people he's telling you that God is mad at you or God is judging you but that is not the truth. Even when you're not faithful, he is faithful. Even when we were sinners, he died. So receive that, receive that. Amen. That is so important, John. And just speaking about what you're saying, even if we're not, because even in that prayer, like you were talking about, yes, I pray that the Lord would keep you, but even myself, I didn't do everything I should have done. So what I'm saying, that's why I love God's faithfulness. He was still faithful to the prayer, even when I might not have did everything I was supposed to do. So that's what I'm saying. I know God is faithful. He's faithful. He's going to come through even when we sometimes are asleep, you know, when we're not really got our eyes fully open. So don't, if you're someone out there that's saying, yeah, but I didn't do this right. Don't, don't. God is faithful. This is about God. This ain't about us. I mean, we're, we're going to do our part and God's going to bring, but he did everything he did so he could save us. This is all yep. part of the pathway of salvation. He's going to bring us through the fire. He's going to bring us through that, you know, and, and, and that's the important part to understand. He is faithful and he will always protect us. Amen to that. And we were built by fire, ladies and gentlemen. And that's why sometimes we go through these tough things. That's why sometimes the answer that God has given you is my grace will suffice. It's because sometimes we need these things to build godly character and it's not a punishment at all. It's it's because he loves you, because the Bible also says he disciplines the ones he loves. But hang in there. That's the point of this whole message. God is working something no matter what. Why? To prove his namesake. 
to prove his right. loving kindness and his forgiveness. Right. It's not about you. That's what we do. We put ourselves in the equation when it's not. God is it, God is declaring to the heavenlies, all the people in the heavenlies and, and the entities and all the powers, they're all watching God's wonderful mercy and grace that he's pouring on us. And that's why he's doing it. So just if if you can't wrap yourself around, if you can't let go of that you're a sinner and you're going to make mistakes and God's not mad at you, if you can't receive that, just receive why he's doing it. He's doing it for his namesake. That's right. Yeah, and the last section here we want to talk about, John, is uh, is how are we protected? So we've seen, you know, when and where. So how are we protected? And so the first verse there promises in Proverbs 18.10. Gotcha. I'm here now. Oh, you want me to read it? The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous runs into it and is safe. Wow. So uh, I believe that covers just about uh, talking about how we're protected. Well, again, this is that two-part thing sometimes that if we really want to see the full-fledgedness of this, we got to believe God. When we talk that it's all about God, it means that God is going to do it. And the part that we have to do is is really not as capable for anybody. I don't care if you're rich or poor, weak or strong. God says, hey, we're able to do these things. We're able to, to like it says in this particular case, it says the righteous runs into it. God, you're my protection. I can run to Everybody can run into the protection of God. It doesn't matter what your situation is. You know, everybody's able to do this. So we see that that our part is to run, and then he is our protection. How many of us are doing mm -hmm. that? How many of us are running to his his fortress for his protection? Mm -hmm. how, how many of us are dropping to our knees before we call the doctor or Google the WebMD or whatever, whatever it is when you look up for your symptoms? How many of us are doing that? How many of us are dropping to our knees before we go try to do something crazy, sell something for financial gain? Well, I mean, we are we running to him for our fortress in the first place? And then someone might say, the enemy might come to you and say, well, it says the righteous. You're not righteous. You're absolutely correct. You're not righteous, but Jesus is. And that's what he did. That's the reason he did what he did. So if you believe on Jesus, his blood covers you and you're walking in the light. His blood is sufficient to cover all your sins. Okay. So if that's the case, you're righteous. And all you got to do is run and accept his help. And not Amen. the help. This is so important. Not the help that you think he's going to give you. The help he's going to give you. We try to piece together how God's going to deliver us, and he's got an overall scheme. We just have to trust him. That's our hard part. you got to let go and trust that Jesus Christ is your only way, and I'm going to just lay it out there for him. I'm not going to worry about the lies and the accusations. I'm just going to lay it out there and run to that strong tower. That's that's a perfect segue into this next promise, John, in, uh, in uh, Psalm 27.1. Psalm 27, 1. Dad, you can go ahead and read that. I'll go ahead and read to. it. It says, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the defense of my life. Whom shall I dread? This just goes back to saying what I'm saying. You know, we've got to know these things in our spirit and our heart. What good does it do us to run into that strong tower if we think that we're still in danger? You know what I'm saying? This is what the, this is David sitting there saying. This is how he he did battle. He said, he's saying, he's not just saying, well, I hope. He didn't say, I hope the Lord is my light, my salvation. He said, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? 
You know, yep. he's telling himself, he's encouraging himself in the Lord saying, I'm in that strong tower. I am protected no matter what it looks like. I don't care what kind of sounds I hear outside the tower. I'm in the tower. I'm protected. And that's, that's what we've got to take. And it's played out practically when he picks up that smooth stone, right? It's oh, yeah. played out practically. Like, I don't care how big this dude is. I don't care what's going on. He's defiling the name of the Lord, the God of Israel, and he's with me. So this isn't going to happen. He knew it. He knew it. He knew it. He knew it. And that's, that's, that is a perfect example of this played out there. He knew it. Yep. So he, he, nobody else in the camp of Israel would do anything, including the king, but he knew. And we right. got to know too. Exactly. Exactly. And, uh, you've heard me say this many times, John, I said, do you, any of these promises, anything, you know, if we're not going to, if we're not really going to believe them, it don't do you any good. I've talked to a lot of people like that. Like I said, if, if the Lord says when, when he speaks about the, you know, like the, the case of worrying, when, 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 uh, when Jesus is speaking to them, don't worry. What's he talking about? He gave the example of the birds. Hey, the, I feed the birds and you're much more valuable than the birds. So what do you, don't be anxious for anything, right? He's telling them. So now if you know, he says you're more valuable, but if you don't take that to heart, it's not going to do you any good. Because when you get in the midst of something going on, you're oh my God, I'm in trouble. I don't know, man. I don't think I'm going to have what I need. Oh, you know, and you're, and you're being anxious because you're not believing what God said. God said, I'm going to protect you. I'm going to keep you. I don't care what it looks like. You know, so yeah. when you're in the midst of a situation and it seems like things are falling apart, that's the time to fall on your knees before the Lord and say, Lord, you're my light, my salvation. I don't have to be afraid. You're going to deliver me. I don't care what it looks like. I'm going to look at you. You will be my salvation. Amen to that. And for the sake of time, guys, we are going. To, we had a couple other verses, uh, but we're going to finish up with a wonderful psalm and we uh, well some verses out of a psalm. And we recommend you read this psalm. Period. 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 Uh, the whole psalm. But we're just going to read nine sixteen for the sake of the context. It's a Psalm 91. It's a beautiful one. But before that, Dad, did you say did you want to read 2 Timothy? Yeah, 2 Timothy. We'll read that afterwards. It's just okay. uh, I just want to sum up on that. But go ahead and just read through that little section. Uh, psalm 91, by the way, people, is, is an excellent protection safety psalm. I mean, if you ever want to do, I mean, you just meditate on that. That 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 would that would be so awesome. I mean, right there, just on Psalm 91. Go ahead and read that verses 9 through 16. Yeah, Dad, you mind reading that? Yeah, I sure will. Hold on a second. Let me pull it up here. Okay. Yes. Oh, I got it. The Lord is a stronghold for the oppressed, a stronghold in times of trouble. And those who know your name put their trust in you. For you, O Lord, have not forsaken those who seek you. Sing praises to the Lord who sits enthroned in Zion. Tell among the people his deeds. Oh, this is Psalm 9. Yeah, I was going to say, I was going to say, wait a minute. I got it, John. I'll read it for you. That's Here's Psalm 91, 9. It says, for you have made the Lord my refuge, even the most high your dwelling place. No evil will befall you, nor will any plague come near your tent. For he will give his angels charge concerning you to guard you in all your ways. They will bear you up in their hands that you do not strike your foot against a stone. You will tread upon the lion and the cobra, the young lion and the serpent. You will trample down because he has loved me. Therefore, I will deliver him. I will set him securely on high. 
because he has known my name. He will call upon me and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will rescue him and honor him with a long life. I will satisfy him and let him see my salvation. Praise God. Receive that, brothers and sisters. Wow. I mean, that's just nothing needed had to be said about that. That's pretty self-explanatory. The Lord is our salvation, but we got to receive it. I mean, it, it's not going to do you no good if you don't believe these things. I mean, because it all comes has to be united with faith, like we've talked about many times. And yeah, I just want to close, John, with this uh, verse in Timothy, 2 Timothy 1.12. It's one of my favorite verses. I mean, it's something that's always comforts me and comes to my heart and things i remember when times get tough and troubled and you're you're a little discouraged and things are going on you always got to remember because this is how all the our previous brothers and sisters this is how our brothers and sisters in other countries that are going under severe persecution this is how they and they endure and know these things because there has to come a point that you have to entrust your life to god i mean ultimately that's what it comes down to you want to have true protection Hand your life to God. You must lose your life to gain it, it says. And, and this is the reality of it. And that's why I love this verse. It says, for this reason, I suffer these things. This is Paul speaking. For this reason, I suffer these things. But I am not ashamed. For I know whom I have believed. And I am convinced that he is able to guard what I have entrusted to him until that day. I mean... I love this verse so much because it's like everything. I don't care what it is. I don't care whether it's your 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 job, your family, loved ones, friends, situations, your security. You entrust it to God. And, and if you know who God is, you know he's faithful and true. He's able to, to keep whatever you gave to him, no matter what it seems like. No matter what it seems like you may lose, God is going to make it all come to fruition in the end. I mean, I'm pretty much pretty sure I got a fever. Didn't get any sleep last night, but he's going to deliver me <laughs> no matter what. And, th and that, that is a peace if we can receive it. And that's what we're trying to offer. Uh, there, is a, there is a peace beyond understanding. And this is why it's beyond understanding. Because imagine if you really just didn't worry about anything. Imagine that. Imagine if like no matter if bombs were going off all around you and you just did not worry about it. You said, God's got right. me. That's peace. That is peace, right. peace, peace. And that's what right. God is offering to us. And we're not saying by any means this is easy. It's not. This is something we have to work on. We have to prayerfully right. work on God. And I'm not talking about works. I'm not talking about anything under your own power. I'm talking about taking a step of faith, praying and reading your Bible and asking God to speak to you on how to fix these things and believe these things and receive these things. He yeah, is the perfecter of our faith. Remember that. Author exactly. and perfecter. So let's let him do it. And we're not telling people to ignore this, John. You're exactly right. I mean, we walk in the light. All these things are, we're not saying, hey, don't ignore if you got a, a, if you're depressed or if you have a financial issues or you're sick. We walk in the light. We're not sitting there saying these things don't exist. We're not pretending that they're not there. We're just saying, what is going to be your salvation? Is it going to be man? Is it going to be uh, money? Is it going to be your job? Is it, you think you're going to be protected by a politician? In this day and age, are you going to be protected by... No. It's God has to be our protection. That's what we're talking about here. It's just that we're not ignoring what's happening. We're just realizing that our salvation comes through God. And that's where these promises come from. And out of contexters, or I got a new name for the out of contexters. It's uh, <laughs> watch the first part of the video, click off, and then 
not finish the whole video. But uh, for we're not saying at all, don't go to the doctor at all or anything like that. We're saying mm -hmm. God should be your first, first thought in your head. You should be like, That's God, right. deliver me and let him guide you. So don't take this out of context. Nobody's saying not go to doctor. Nobody's saying God guards the uh, guides the hands and minds of doctors too. He's a god of this whole world, so right. he puts these things in position for us. But we love you guys so much. Uh, thank you so much for joining us. We are eventually going to get this thing wrapped up in 30 minutes at some point. At some point. <laughs> but uh, we hope this bless you. Our prayer is just that. And then uh, just stick around till the end. Let uh, and let us pray for you. Are you ready? You want to pray us? Yes. Father, we just thank you again that we can come before your feet and just sit there listening to you and let, let you speak to us. Because, Lord, you are our salvation. We thank you, Father, that you sent your Son to defeat the power of, of the enemy, which was death itself and everything that comes from it. We thank you now, Lord, that you have freed us to live a life in freedom before you that no matter what is around us lord you are our protection you are our salvation whom shall we fear we thank you father that we think that i pray that these promises would go deep in people that they would understand them and that during the time of trial and trouble when they're walking through the fire they would know that you are with them thank you again lord we praise you we give you all honor and glory in jesus name amen amen God bless you, brothers and sisters. God bless you and peace be with you.